0: Hebrews 6 verse 1, Therefore, leaving behind the elementary teachings about the Messiah, let us continue to be carried along to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead actions, faith toward God. Hey guys, welcome to Faith and Randomness. My name is Elizabeth. And today we're talking about the importance of spiritual growth. Let's get into it. So first, I'm going to define what spiritual growth is. Spiritual growth is the process of becoming more mature in one's relationship with Jesus Christ. So first of all, it's important because it's required of us. Yeah, the Bible tells us that it's important for us to grow spiritually. Our aim is to be more like Jesus Christ. So... We can't stay stagnant. There are many things we need to learn about God. God just doesn't have one part of Him. There are so many things we need to find out about God so that we can be more like Him. And we won't be able to learn that without spiritual growth. So, how do we grow spiritually? Oh, first, only the importance. Let me read Hebrews 5 verse 14. Hebrews 5 verse 14, it says, But solid food is for mature people, whose minds are trained by practice to distinguish good from evil. So, one importance of spiritual growth is that we're able to distinguish good from evil. When you become spiritually mature, you won't have to always be told, To say, okay, this is a sin, this is not a sin. Where is it written in the Bible that this is a sin, you know? You'll be able to discern. Other translations say discern. Let me read. Okay. Other translations say that the spiritually mature are able to discern good from evil. So one thing is that being spiritually mature helps us to discern good from evil. You know by the spirit of God. Which already tells us that. Being spiritually mature just doesn't happen overnight. It's a practice. It's a practice and there are certain things that we need to put in place. For us to grow spiritually. Let me read a few things. Well a few points that I wrote down. That I feel like will be helpful for us. First our spiritual growth is measured we measure our spiritual growth or rather we observe our growth by how effective the fruits of the spirit are in our lives the bible says we will know them by their fruits and even though the scripture that i've just quoted was speaking about um false prophets and the like i feel like it applies to us as well that as children of god The fruits that we bear will show us, even our souls, we can tell to say, okay, I'm not really doing well when it comes to the area of patience. I'm not doing well when it comes to the area of love. So when we are growing spiritually, we consciously pay attention to the fruits of the Spirit and how we're living our lives so that we can be sure that we're pleasing God. That's one thing. Paying attention to the fruit of the Spirit. Checking ourselves if we're in line with God. Yeah. Let me read the scripture that tells us about the fruit of the Spirit. Lest you think I'm making things up. Okay. Galatians 5 verse 22. The Bible says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. 23, gentleness and self-control. There is no law against such things. So when we live by the Spirit, these are the things that should be manifested in our lives. And we should sit down to evaluate our lives and see where we're lacking so that we can know how we can become better because God is able to help us That's one thing. We're not going to do it alone. So the first point on how to grow spiritually or rather how to know you're maturing is by sitting down with yourself, evaluating and seeing the areas which you need help and talking to God about it. Which leads me to my next point. Praying and asking the Holy Spirit to help you understand the scripture. And to understand even maybe be revelations and dreams that God is giving you. The Bible says in John 14 that the Holy Spirit is meant to help us. And he was given to us so that he can guide us in all things. John 14 verse 26. By the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I have told you. So the Holy Spirit is there to teach us all things. Anything you would like to learn, the Holy Spirit knows it. So pray about it. Talk to God. Ask Him to help you. Because we can't grow without, you know, getting deeper revelations from God's Word. As you study the Word of God, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. So that you won't have the same revelations you fact. Some things don't even become revelations because it's like, it's what you already know. You don't even go there um, asking God to reveal something new to you. The Word of God is so vast. It's not limited. It might be one scripture maybe that you're looking at, but then there are so many explanations to it. If only we can ask the Holy Spirit to help you see what God wants you to see for that season, for a particular season in your life. So, study the word of God. And as you study, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Ask God to help you. Say, God, what what truth do you want me to see in your word for this season of my life? That's how we grow. So that we won't be living on, you know, the same revelations. If you've read a scripture, you know that this is what it means and it will forever be that way. No, it shouldn't be like that. God's word isn't limited. There's so many revelations in his word. If only we can ask, then we'll be able to see them. Okay? So, yeah, the next point is we must serve. We must be willing to serve. That's how we grow spiritually. Sometimes it's more comfortable to just sit down and be like, "No, I mean, I love Jesus. I'm doing my own business, but... You're supposed to serve. Everything you're learning, pour it into someone else. You don't even have to be perfect. In fact, that doesn't mean that you have to, you know, start teaching or whatnot. No. Serve in your local church with your gifts, with everything God has given you. I feel like that's a sign of spiritual maturity. And there are times when people feel like they own their own gifts. Yeah. I feel like that sometimes as well Where we feel like we own our gifts So we can do what we want with them But God gave us these things But even though he's given us free will He gave us the gifts we have So that we can serve him So to grow spiritually Another way is serving fearlessly Serving without As in like living it all on the field Giving it your all The Bible says whatever you do, do it with all your heart, as if you're doing it for the Lord. So serve, serve in your local church. Do what you can. If you can encourage someone, encourage them. If you can babysit people's children, do that. If you sing in the choir, you're an usher. whatever it is you can do. But serve, use your gifts to serve God. Let me read a scripture that says something about service. First Peter 4 verse 10, it says, Just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve another, use it to serve another. As good stewards of the varied grace of God. Yeah, so if we're going to be good stewards of the gifts God has given us, we must be willing to serve others. It won't always even be convenient or exciting but we must do it because we love God. It's a sign of growth. You don't even always have to be forced to say, hey, come to church today, or can you please sing in the choir? You know you have the voice. Okay, who do you want to sing for? Maybe you've had a bad experience. That's a whole other topic. Maybe from another church or whatever, but don't be afraid to serve God with what he's given you. That's the reason he actually gave you. So that's another way to grow, by serving. The scripture I said, which talked about doing everything as if it's for the Lord, is Colossians 3 verse 23. It says, Whatever you do, work at it wholeheartedly as though you were doing it for the Lord and not merely for people. Wow. Let me read verse 24 as well. You know that it is from the Lord that you will receive the inheritance as a reward. It is the Lord, Messiah, whom you are serving. Wow. So when we consider serving as doing it for God, huh, wow. Well, we won't have to be forced to do it. It doesn't, it won't even have to be comfortable to do it because you know that you're doing it for God. Okay, the next point is be consistent beyond how you're feeling. You don't have to feel like praying for you to pray. You know that you're obligated to pray as a child of God. The previous episode, we talked about it how important it is for us to pray. It's not a choice. The Bible says men ought always to pray and not to faint. In Luke 18, verse 1, it's not a choice. We have to pray. So you don't have to feel like praying for you to pray. You don't have to feel like worshiping for you to worship, you know. So we should learn to be consistent. And this happens with practice, you know. You just have to, you know, push yourself, ask God, say, God, help me. I don't have the strength to do this, but ask that you help me. And you just start off like that, you know. If it's worship, start with worship, sing, do whatever you have to do. Yeah, so be consistent beyond how you're feeling. That's another way to grow spiritually. Also, make sure that your, heart, your heart's posture is more important than the service and whatever it is you're doing. I know we just spoke about um, service, but the heart is more important to God. In the book of Jeremiah... I believe. It says something. About the heart. It says who can know the heart of man. Let me find that scripture. Yeah. It says who can know the heart of man. I think that scripture is important. Because sometimes as human beings. We feel like we're doing good you know. I'm doing good. I'm serving God. And. Sometimes you feel like, oh, but God, I'm doing the right thing, but why don't I feel at peace? But the last point is get a heart check from God. David said in Psalm Search my heart, know my mind, O God. Why? Because it's not possible for us to know our hearts well. First of all, we didn't make our hearts. Secondly, we don't, we don't know. It's impossible to really know our hearts. That's why sometimes it's easy to judge people in certain situations. And when we get there, we even do the same things as well. So the heart is complicated. The Bible says so in Jeremiah 17, verse 9. Let me read 9 and 10. It says, The heart is more deceitful than anything. It is incurable. Who can know it? Verse 10, I am the Lord who searches the heart, who tests the inner depth to give each person according to what he deserves, according to the fruit of his deeds. So the Bible here has told us that God is the one who knows our hearts. So sometimes we might feel like we're doing the right thing, but we have to stop in our tracks at times and just... Be still and ask God to say, Lord, is my heart in the right place concerning this thing? What do you think about this? You know, at times it might even be, it's a good thing. You might be doing a good thing. Your intentions might even be okay, but is it in alignment with what God wants for you in that season? Is it in alignment with what God requires of you in that season of your life? So sit down and have a heart check with God. Ask him to search your heart and reveal to you what he really requires of you in that season of your life, whatever season you may be in. So have a heart check. Because the heart is another situation on its own. But we're not hopeless because God has has told us that he knows our hearts. So we should go back to him and ask him to help us in that area. And finally, <laughs> well, I've said the last point, but I feel like I should include this. Not everyone sees the need to grow spiritually. But since it's in the word of God, we've seen that it's important. Second Timothy 3 verse 16 says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. If you'd like to connect with me on social, follow my Instagram at LizzieMumba23. Follow my Facebook page, Life and Living. See you in the next one.